I'm talking about good morning and Merry Christmas. Are you glad to be here today or what? I need a little love. Come, come on. And yeah, Brooks and Dunn here, man. You're flashing back to Kenny Rogers. We've had a lot of fun, but I have a confession to make right up front. In the beginning of part of this message, I'm going to confess some things. Number one, got to be honest with you, I have never line danced before in my life. You could tell probably, all right? But just in case you were trying to figure that out, John Hagler has not either. That was my brother. But in case you missed it, because there's so much going on with that staff dance video, I went ahead and isolated my brother so you can get a better look at his dancing skills, just because I love him so much, all right? So here he is. John, show him how to dance, son. Turns out that boy can dance. Makes me want to kind of dance. It don't matter if you're young or you're old. Here we go. We're going to show you how it goes. Yeah, go ahead. Come on, give it up for him. Those are legitimate dance skills, and I've heard, I know it's Christmas, but the Rockettes have called. They're asking for John to see if he can get in because he had the kick going, son. But if we had a lot of fun, and you'll see that throughout today's message. It really is part of who we are at Simple Church, and you make that possible. So can you give a little love to everybody who makes all these videos happen, the media team? Come on, y'all, give them a little love. Have a fun. All right. Now, the reason I want you to give them a little love, there's a lot of work that goes into this, and we've been doing this for many years now. This is our 16th year at Simple Church, and it's not the first time we've actually danced in church. I'm going to take you back, and this was when we were at the CenturyLink Arena when Sinbad came in. We did a funky Christmas. You heard me reference in that little video. Well, this was a ton of fun, and notice, real close, look, there are more staff members dancing at a whole different level. Check it out. Fred Flintstone up in the club. There it is. Yes, it looked like I was having a stroke, but I was all right, all right? <laughs> but we had a lot of fun with it. It is part of who we are. We love to cut up a little bit. And funky music was a little more in my vibe, all right? I love some rock and roll. I love a little funk. Those things are good. Country music, not so much. But another confession for you. My first concert ever in my life, I have a feeling you'll know who they are. It was a band called Alabama. Anybody ever heard of them? All right. Well, I went ahead and pulled a Christmas 
Alabama song, and it's not the one everybody thinks, you know, Christmas and Dixie. No, I got one even going deeper into the vault. Here's Alabama with another Christmas classic. Watch. Oh, Santa Claus, I still believe in you. There's still a kid inside of me that still believes you're true. Oh, Santa Claus, the kids are tucked in tight. The hour has arrived. It's time to play old Santa Claus tonight. Bring a tear to your eye, son. I can tell you, those harmonies, man, there's nothing quite like Alabama. I can remember uh, Smokey Hyde. If y'all remember KRMD, Hagen Gunstream, one of my friends back in the elementary school, middle school, he's like, man, my, my dad, he ran one of the big KRMDs. He's like, he got tickets to go see Alabama. And not only did we go see them, we got autographs, son. You know what I'm saying? It was like a big deal to us back in the day. And I loved it because it was my first experience, but I was never really sold on country music. I was like, okay, I like some of it, but not like deep into that. And then everybody's like, well, I hear you, Justin, but isn't it true that you've worn a cowboy hat at some time in your life? Well, it's true. Yes, I have, all right? It's kind of embarrassing, and that mullet was classic, son. Yeah, that's real hair going all the way down. Maybe that's why I should have kept the hat on, but when we had a band back in the day, it was cool, which I can't believe I did this, but it was cool to wear cowboy hats, and that's what we did. And I can't believe it, but it is true. If you heard I've worn a cowboy hat, you're right. And then my last confession, all right, I have also worn fringe on a shirt and cowboy boots almost every day because, yes, I was the cheerleader mascot at Southwood High School. Come on, give me a little love right there. Now, you're a better hour than the first hour because I said, look at this picture right here. And they're like, I said, y'all know why I did it. And they were like, ooh, don't say that, all right? It was a lot of fun. I had a ton of fun. I got talked into it. One of my schoolmates is here. Sharon's here. She was on the cheerleading squad. We had a ton of fun. And people would ask, like, why in the world did you wear fringe and cowboy boots and all this? Well, it was a school tradition. When you went to Southwood, there were people that loved the idea of having a mascot. And they didn't want one with one of those big heads and all that stuff. They're like, man, you got to dress up. And there was Jason Foster before me. He's another minister in town. You know, we a bunch of them had a ton, long history of celebrating this mascot. Well, I really wasn't sure I wanted to do it, but they talked me into it. I was like, okay, because it represented the school. And I didn't realize how much fun I was going to have, but it really was a good time. And in the process of this school tradition, everybody loved the idea that it, it was the fun guy. I'd come out and hype the crowd up. That's why I need that energy sometimes. I'm like, come on, y'all, let's have a little fun because for most of my high school career, that's what I did. Like, come on, man, let's have some fun and pump it up. And then in the tradition of Southwood, it continued into my life because, as you know now, I went into music, doing a little fun with that. And, and speaking of music and country music, while we were planning on this service, an announcement came in. I was talking about tradition and what we were doing in school tradition. Somebody said, man, did you hear the big news this week? And I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Did y'all know that speaking of tradition, this guy's coming to town now? Anybody like Hank Williams Jr.? Where are my junior fans at, all right? Yeah. Classic. Back in the days, back in the 80s, man, that was another guy. You turn on Hank Jr., everybody's like, oh, I got it. And for you guys that can't believe we're really as edgy as we are, I'm going to prove it right now. Here is Hank singing that favorite traditional song. I bet you'll recognize it. Watch. Lordy, I have loved some ladies, and I have loved Jim Beam, and they 
That's because y'all are sinners. That's why. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody knows it. It's the tradition, right? He was singing about a family tradition. Now, he's coming to town, and one of the traditions we have at Simple Church, we love to have a little fun. We always give something away. Last week, we gave away karaoke machine because we had a karaoke video. This week, believe it or not, yes, we're giving away Hank Jr. tickets. If you want to do that, follow us on Instagram. We're giving away a couple of tickets just so you can go out and have a good time with your family, your friends, and kind of relive. And by the way, Hank Sr. was born right here in Shreveport, Louisiana. Come on, give Hank some love right here. What, what? A little connection? Now, I know what all you skeptics are out there thinking, especially you church people. You're like, I cannot believe that pastor just celebrated. Hank, why do you drink? Why do you roll smoke? You know? Jim Beam, and I have a little damn ladies. And you're like, oh my gosh, ladies and Jim Beam. And then Brooks and Dunn, oh my gosh, dancing. Oh my gosh. Well, here's what we have learned, and I bet you will know this. You've grown up in the South. There are two types of traditions, okay? You have good traditions, and you have bad traditions. That's why Junior was singing about his dad's traditions as well that were handed down to him, and he writes a song, and he celebrates it, whether it's drinking or abusing women, whatever it is. And that obviously is a bad tradition. You can kind of go down that route and go, man, I don't know about this. And it's not just in country music. You know because you also live in the real world. Your family might have some traditions that they've handed down. You're like, that is not a good tradition. I don't need to carry that on. But my question for you is, what about the good traditions? Country music, see, it has a tradition of storytelling. It's what they do. It's from generation to generation. They are phenomenal at it. That's why I do love country music. I love the ability to tell a story in a song. Well, you'll also see that that tradition of storytelling goes back to Scripture as well. I'll prove it. Psalm 145. Generation after generation. So grandparents, great-grandparents, you're kind of setting up what your family is going to be about. You're going to talk about this. You're going to celebrate that. You're going to tell those stories. They stand in awe of your work. Whose work? God's work. So before I move on, let me just point this out. Do you tell your kids when God does something good? You know how many of you ever prayed for a job or prayed for a sickness or prayed for some situation and then God comes through? Are you intentional about telling your kids or your grandkids or your friends, other family members? Because what you'll know then in Scripture, this was a big tradition when it comes to the generations and generations of Israelites. When God had showed up and done something, they told the stories. And thank God they did because that's why you have the Bible. That's why we know of these stories, because they had a tradition of celebrating the good. They were great at telling stories. Now, you know, country music has that same tradition. They're great storytellers. But I got to take you back to the 80s. Anybody remember the 80s? Where are my 80s people at? Come on. I need to hear you. Come on. Makes me feel like I'm not alone. I'm not the only old guy in here. Well, young people, believe it or not, if you're younger than us, we actually had a time in history where they would take records and they would play them backwards, okay? That was called backward masking. Anybody remember that? They'd take like a, you know, song and they'd play it backward. The devil is real or whatever it was. Y'all remember? Well, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but if you play country music 
backwards. You get your wife, your dog, and your truck, they all come back, all right? That's <laughs> wasn't near as controversial as ACDC or whatever. But joking, but this was the whole deal. The stories that they tell are usually negative. Man, my wife left, my dog's dead, you know what I'm saying? I drank too much. It's the same thing. Well, let me ask you a little bit deeper question. What story are you telling? If you could write a song, what would your song be? What lyrics would be included? What stories would you tell? Would it be good? Would it be bad? Would it be a mix of both? Then when you really take a deeper look into your own life or your marriage or your family, what traditions do you celebrate? Now, I put together a little list for you, and these are some of the Christmas traditions that are shared on the internet. People are like, man, these are some of the things that we do. These are some good traditions. Everything from decorating the tree to taking pictures with Santa Claus. And by the way, he's here one more week. If you haven't gotten your picture taken with Santa Claus, he's upstairs, and he's here this week, and he'll be next week. Why in the world would you do that? Because it's a tradition. When our kids were little, that is one thing we never missed. Now, the good news for you is we've saved you a little money because we went to the mall and dropped 50 bucks to do that. Y'all remember that? He's free here. Amen. All right. You can go upstairs. You can tell your grandkids, your kids, and take a picture. We have picture locations out front. And why would we do that? Because it's a good tradition for you to be in church, have a family picture, and celebrate the good times and have something to remember them by. And many of you take advantage of it. But if you've not yet, this is your opportunity. Start the tradition. You can do all kinds of things. Man, homemade marshmallows, hot cocoa. There's all kinds of traditions that you can start. And here is the thing. Traditions don't have to be grand. I love this quote. It's just the meaning behind them, right? It's the idea of being together. That's what makes it special. And that's why when you get up and come to church and you come in and you take pictures with your kids and you participate, it means the world to us. We love you and we thank you that it is a tradition for you and your family to be here. For now, many of you watching around the country, it's a tradition to get up and turn on the TV and put the computer in and watch the service. And we're thankful because that is a new tradition that didn't exist even 10 years ago. But it means something to us. It's a big, big deal. And I love traditions, and in our family, we have a good tradition, and that is my Mimi, Angie's mom, makes these Christmas cookies. And I can tell you, it's not little Debbie that makes me fat alone. I also eat too many cookies because they are special. But what makes them so special is the kids get together and make them with their grandmother, and they decorate them, and then we get to celebrate that on Christmas Eve when we come in. It's simple traditions of togetherness and fun stories that make life unique and special, these moments that you just got to capture. And the truth of traditions is simply this. They reinforce values. And values, as you already know, it's about what's important to you. That is why when these country songs play those things, whether it was drinking or whatever it was, that was important to those families. Those are some bad habits that kind of carry on from generation to generation. And if you're in here today and you're going, man, I'm trying to start new traditions. I'm trying to have different values. That stuff is not really what I want to be known for for the rest of my life. You have that opportunity today. And it got me thinking about reinforcing values, the simple church values. At Christmas every year, we have a tradition of doing different things. It won't be a shock to you if you've been here for the last 16 years. It's been a habit from the day that we started. We value it. And one of the traditions at Christmas is that we love to have fun. 
That is why they dress up. That's why they come out here acting silly and play songs and have kids up here dancing. Why? Because when I grew up in church, you didn't do any of that. Can I get an amen? Man, you didn't play anything that you recognized. You certainly didn't get up and laugh. It was just very traditional in the negative sense. There was no real branching out. There was no real fun. There was not a whole lot of joy. It was more like just, well, we come in here and you have to do it. And me and my brother would stand up and we'd hide magazines in the hymn books and in our Bibles and go through the motions going, man, is this thing going to get over? Well, we wanted to try to change that attitude and that atmosphere as our kids were growing up. Now my kids have grown up in the simple church. They start when they're young. It's been 16 years and they go, man, I love Christmas. It's fun. They have a different mindset than we had. And that was intentional. We valued that. We put effort into that. We knew it was going to be important. And it's not just something to be fun for the sake of being fun. We believe that when you meet Jesus and you know Jesus, joy is a part of that. And I'll prove that. Luke chapter 1. When I heard the greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for what? Joy. Now, anybody that has any biblical experience would know that this story is talking about when Mary pregnant with Jesus, walks into the room with John the Baptist, pregnant as well. He wasn't pregnant, by the way. I'm sorry. His mom was pregnant, and they come together in the same room, and the baby jumps in the womb in the presence of Jesus. Just by the greeting, like, hey, I'm here. This is Mary, and this is Jesus. And they put this in Scripture to remind us that when Jesus walks into the room, there is joy in the room. And I started thinking, I was like, man, when you walk in the room as a Christian, does your office go, man, Joy's here, or do they go, oh no, they're here? Oh my gosh, when you walk into your home, you come home from work, does everybody go, man, dad's home, or mom's home, or like, oh my God, run, dad's home. Oh my God, mom's home. Oh my God, we got to clean up. Ah! This is value of going, man, Jesus brings joy wherever he is. And I'll prove it again, continuing the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2. You might remember this, the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news. When Jesus shows up, it's good news. And that will bring great joy to all people. Over and over again, you will see in Scripture that when Jesus shows up, people experience joy. And this is why at Simple Church, we hope that when we show up, that you show up, that that same joy comes with us. When you come in, you're like, man, they're fun. Man, that's a crazy fun group. And you go, well, why? It's not because we're drunk. It's not because we're just out of our minds. It's because we believe that when Jesus comes in to our lives, we want to share that joy with people that desperately need it. And to be honest with you, the reason I value it so much, because I'll say it again, the Christians that I saw growing up were smoking out back of the church and mad at everybody. Come on, let's get this thing started. We ain't got nothing to do. And I'm like, that's not very joy-like. That's not very Christ-like. And I did not want that to be your memories. I don't want that to be my kids' memory. And that's why we value fun so much. So yes, it's intentional. Yes, it's on purpose. And yes, it's a value and of course, it's our tradition. Now, if you want to see some more fun, you kind of want to go back and reminisce, we have a YouTube channel. And the reason we talk about this is because we've done everything from Star Wars to Back to the Future to Journey. Like, we have all that music. It's all on there. Well, why would we do that? Because for us, it was a way to connect, man, things that brought us joy into our world that we connected it with the story of Christ to bring 
literally a new perspective on the birth of Jesus, even through a country Christmas. As we're walking through this, we're having fun, but I want you to know you're creating a new tradition. And that tradition is to experience joy and experience Jesus in a fresh way. If you still don't believe me, that's important. It's a value. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Be full of joy in the Lord always. And I'll say it again. Be full of joy. Well, brother, I am full of joy. Tell your face. Can I get an amen? Amen. This was the problem. Is everybody's, well, of course I am. You know I love Jesus. Blah, blah, blah. Well, then the way that you present yourself doesn't always reflect that. And my hope is that if someone says, well, hey, where do you go to church? And you go, man, it's the symbol church. And they go, man, I love who you are because, man, you always have a smile on your face. You're always bringing joy to the, even the darkest of situations. And that is the tradition that we want to continue to do. Now, I transitioned into a second tradition of Simple Church. When I talk about the darkest of situations, that is a tradition for us to bring joy into in some pretty cool and unique ways. And it goes back to a scripture found in Acts when it says, I was a constant example, I had the tradition of, over and over again, of helping the poor. When I grew up in church, I don't, I really don't remember ever experience a moment where we were challenged to help someone else. I know that's sad and you may go, that's, come on, that's not real. I'm telling you, I grew up in a Baptist church. I grew up in Catholic on my grandparents' side. We were never, ever challenged, encouraged, told a story, seen a video. It just didn't happen. Now, I was in a small Baptist church. They didn't have a lot of money. They were kind of just trying to survive. But we didn't have the attitude of living out the very scripture that we said we believed in. And so when we started Simple Church, our goal was to, man, we're going to experience some joy. We're going to have some fun with it because life's pretty short. And at the same time, we're going to try to help as many people as we can. Because we remembered the Lord's words when he said, you're going to be happier when you do this. There is going to be more joy in your life when you turn around and help someone else. If you pull, go back to the other scripture real fast, Leah, in the last one. This little phrase right here, when you're looking for happiness, you got to understand that Jesus was saying, it is when you are giving to someone else more than it is when you're receiving. You kind of know that, but in the 16 years we've experienced it. So we created a tradition of helping people to do good. That is what we're known for. We value that. Now, we didn't just make that up. We didn't just pull it out of nowhere. We went back to Scripture to get it. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Tell them to do good, to do a lot of good things, to be generous and to share. Now, I think maybe because the church I grew up in was struggling so much, they kind of overlooked this part. They were more like, give to us, give to us, give to us, because if you don't, we're not going to make it. And that's something we never, ever wanted to be at the Simple Church. We try our best to challenge you, encourage you, and remind you that when we do this, we're happier, and as a result, you bring light into some pretty dark situations. We value doing this a lot, so we do a lot of good things. Some of our traditions have been happening for years And every time we do this, it's like, man, I know why. This is pretty awesome to be a part of. Now, you've probably heard the phrase, if you have a young person or you've been in culture at all, uh, they call, man, I I got lit last night. You ever heard getting lit? Ask a young person around you. They'll tell you, all right? Well, here's our getting lit. We 
literally get lit every year at Simple Church, and it has nothing to do with alcohol. But it has a lot to do with lighting up dark circumstances. Now, I'm going to prove it to you, and I'm going to show you one that's pretty cool. Now, this happened just a couple of years ago. We worked with Common Ground and FCA at Benton. Congratulations, FCA Benton. Thank you for going to help and continue to light up the darkness over there. They did it this year. And what we like to do is when Common Ground, who's over in Cedar Grove, they're trying to help and do some good things in the neighborhood, we decided to go in and do something special for them, and we got lit together. Watch. Doing this today is uh, really, really cool, giving back to the community. Uh, when Justin and I had lunch one day, he shared this idea with me is basically brightening it up a neighborhood. Well, I was like, how are we doing it? With paint? What are we doing? Cleaning it up? He goes, no, we're going to brighten it up with lights. So to give back to this community over here to put Christmas lights up that they don't usually see this in their area is more rewarding to me to give back to them to show, you know, my spirit of Christmas through uh, myself to give back to this neighborhood. My name is Shira Foster and I am the kitchen supervisor at Common Ground. This is my house. This means a whole lot. I'm a nursing student, so of course I cannot afford to do this uh, while I'm in nursing school. So this brings a little bit of Christmas cheer to my children and my three little grandchildren. This is a big deal because my mom passed away July of this year of heart disease. This will be my first Christmas without her. However, it was her favorite holiday. This is big because of that. Kindness goes a long way. And you never know whose day you might brighten or what, what effect this may have on somebody like me. Come on, y'all, give yourself a little love right there, making it happen. Saw my buddy Bobby in there who's now with Jesus, and I think about Bobby and our relationship over the years is it was a value to us to find a way to give back at Christmas to those who weren't as blessed as we were. You saw Blake in here who sets everything up. He does all the sets. He did the set upstairs. He's the guy I was talking at the beginning. It's Blake's heart. How can I give back? How can I bring joy by when you go take your picture up there with Santa and you take pictures and post the, you know, the truck scene and all the trees, Blake built all that. It brings joy. And when we went to that neighborhood, we lit up all of those houses for one simple reason, to bring joy in the middle of some dark circumstances. And you heard the young lady's testimony. Well, it reminds me of another tradition we have. We work with a company called Lawn Masters here in town. Started many years ago, they called and they had an idea as a company to light up someone's house that's going through a difficult time. And I was like, hey, man, we've been doing it over here at Common Ground, and, and we would love to help you. And so we started looking for families that we could help them with. And as you already know, there's a lot of families in need that could use their house, you know, lit up to brighten up their holidays. Well, what we love is this story this year has some unique, special elements to it. Uh, we talked to families that were going through childhood cancer. And one of our favorite things to do is when these babies get to come home in the midst of all that they're going through and see a house that's been lit up, what it does for them. And for your viewing pleasure today, thank God. I made the video myself. I shot it on my iPhone, so it's not the best of quality. But I think you'll understand when you see this video why Lawn Masters and even the students at LSU, Oshner, why they wanted to be a part of it. Because there's nothing like brightening someone's day, and you do that by doing good and serving them. And here's this year's video. It was awesome. Watch.
We are out here at the Owens family. About five days before Christmas, their two-year-old was diagnosed with cancer. And so they missed Christmas this year. So we called our friends at St. Jude's Peds Clinic right here in Shreveport. And they said, we have the perfect family this year for you to light up. This is our fourth year doing this. So we were so excited um, to come back out here this year and to make another kid's Christmas so special. Man, I sure do love this time of year. So we really love doing this every year. It's something that we can do as a company, come out, get the team together, and uh, do something just to make someone's holidays a little bit brighter. Mistletoe kissing booth, cup filled up with some feel-good Christmas cheer. Around here, we got snowflakes falling on an old two-lane. to give back to the community every year. So and this is something that we can all do together, kind of like as a family in our office. Doing Christmas in the country. We're getting in the Christmas spirit, and we love giving back to the community. Sing silent night, just a little out of tune. There's a lot of kids, a lot of families in the community that need help with Christmas and uh, I think it's a good idea to get involved with these guys and you know give them the best Christmas they can possibly have. This is a special year for us because we have the med students from GoBald out here joining us. Um, this is something Lawn Masters always does but it's really nice to have their organization helping us as well. My name is Vincent Sedmanik. I'm with GoBald which is a student-led organization at the med school here in Shreveport. Um, we're helping to set up Christmas lights for this family and we couldn't do this alone. We have the tremendous support of Lawn Masters um, and it's an awesome contribution from them and from the community and that we're able to help all these people. Is that our house? Yes! That's our house! Is that our house? Thanks to LSU med students who joined us today, and thanks to all of you for doing good to help us make this family's Christmas so special. Put your hands together right there. How awesome is that? The Owens family, just an amazing family. And when that little baby goes out there, he was the one battling cancer. When he's hugging that tree, I didn't have to get lawn masters to say they'd do it again next year. They're like, we're in, we're in. Why? Because, dude, if you can brighten someone's holiday with something that you're good at, why wouldn't you do it? Do good.
find some way to help. Maybe your company, you're going, well, man, why don't we do that as a company? They go back after they do this and they eat lunch together every Christmas. But this is what they look forward to. And so they're always like, man, let us know. And then to have the uh, LSU uh, Oshner students there, they were like, man, this was great. We want to help again. That's the goal is that we get to be a part of bringing joy and lighting up people's lives. That's what Jesus does. And we get the opportunity to do that together. So thank you for supporting and being a part of that. We also every year have a tradition of giving bikes away. I mean, this is just what a life group decided to do uh, a couple of years ago, actually many years ago now. And why is because of faces like this is because when someone doesn't have the money, the resources to be able to do anything for their kids, it's depressing, it's dark. And when we partner with them and we partner with local schools to be able to fill that need, it is awesome. And I pulled just a little quick video for you just so you could see the faces and understand why when we show up, we want joy to be associated with that. And here's the proof. Watch. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time How exciting is this? Yeah, he is very exciting. He's overrated. <laughs> He's jumping off the ramp. He's making a ramp already. Hope we make it to Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's great. It's always very good. Like you said, uh, seeing all the kids with smiles on their face, not expecting it. You know, we just glad to be out here to do this for these kids. Perfect. Seeing the joy on the kids' faces, that's the important part right there, you know? See the man, this is the culmination of the year. This is what it's all about. <laughs> Come on, y'all. How cool is that? My favorite part of that video is when I interviewed that lady, I had my phone, she said, she came up with a new word. She said, my kid just overlated. That is overjoyed and elated combined, son. Y'all feel free to keep that tradition going. That's an overlated tradition, son. And this is really what happens. She can't even express her gratitude. They're always that way. They're always like, I cannot believe y'all have done this. They don't really know it's happening. And then they get that message in their class and they go out and get their bike. It's special. Thank you for the life group that makes it happen, for your contributions. There's a golf tournament coming up uh, in the spring that we raise money to do it. Uh, and then there, those distributions are happening this year, this week. So say a prayer for them as they go out and do it. And then we also give toys every year in a lot of different ways. This is a pretty exciting thing that we get to be a part of. Here's 15 seconds of what it looks like when you get involved to go help organizations like in this year, particularly it was Roy's Kids. Watch. Santa Claus is coming, Santa Claus is coming, oh, 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 Santa Claus is coming to town. Come on, y'all, that's pretty cool. Come on, come on, give yourself a little round of applause. For the record, look at all of the gifts that you have given over the years. We've worked with uh, radio stations here locally. We've worked with the police. We've worked with the fire, Roy's kids. I mean, there's so many different opportunities we've had, but we started something new. We helped the hub this year, uh, and then we started working with, it's called Heroes and Helpers, uh, and I'll just kind of show you. That is Target Friday night. Uh, now it's going to be firemen and police officers uh, 
taking kids on shopping experiences together. So we're loving the opportunity that this is a new tradition we're starting. We gave money to it. Uh, we supported them. Brian went out and took these pictures. Sean Poudreau, who goes to Simple Church, is a part of that. These are awesome opportunities. But let me give you good news for you out there going, well, I missed it. Well, here's a life group picture of we're helping our friends over here. They're in this hour. This is some of our deaf ministry friends. Can y'all just give them a little love? This is how they applaud right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love you. And they're sponsoring different families. You can do that as a life group. We work with the gingerbread house. All of these are ways that you can do it. But you can get your office together. You can get life groups together. You can find ways to start a new tradition every Christmas. Go, let's help someone. There's plenty of needs out there, but you got to start the tradition. Now, silly question, when we show you all these videos, did you see any smiles in any kids' faces? <laughs> of course you did. And that is the ultimate goal for us as a church, that when we show up, joy and happiness is with us. It is who we are, it is what we value, and it is the tradition that we keep. And how we do that is by giving and meeting needs that many people overlook or forget. Another great example. Every year we give a car away. We give away used cars that you donate. Instead of you trading it in, you bring it to us, and guess what we do? We find needy people, people that are going through difficult circumstances, and we gift them a car. My mom, when she passed away, I found this picture, and this was her van. And me and my brother were like, we don't need it, so what do we do? We found a single mom that was in a bind, and we gave it to her. We cleaned it up, get it all fixed, and hand it uh, to a family in need. This is the picture from this year. We just did this this past week. Uh, somebody donated a car. We found the family that was in need, and we gave it away. And year after year, as you see in this next picture right here, we'll shut up the uh, picture. Year after year, more and more cars have been given away. And if you have a car at the end of the year and you're trying to upgrade or whatever, consider donating it so that we can clean it up and give it to someone in need. And you go, well, does it really make a difference? Well, here is this year's recipient. Her and her grandfather tell them why it makes a difference. Watch. Thank you all so much. This is really a blessing. Me and my family have had a really hard year. Um, and this really just helps us out. We really definitely need it. Thank y'all so much. You're very welcome. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Already been a great testimony to people when I told them what our church does. They love God, love people, and solve problems. Tell me that there's more to life than just what I can see. Oh, I believe. Come on, y'all. Give it up, give it up, give it up. Pretty awesome. Now, as we're getting ready to wrap up, we can't solve all the problems, but we can certainly try. Proverbs says it like this, the Lord loves those who try to do good. So even if you go, man, I'm just not really great at it, what I'm asking for you to start the tradition of trying with your family, your office, your company, start a new tradition today. Just try to do more good in the months and the years ahead. Let your kids, your employees, your friends see that in your lives. And today, I'm going to give you that opportunity. When you walk out of here, we're going to start a brand new tradition. We're partnering with an organization called Bags of Blessings. And what they are doing is partnering with local prisons and meeting the needs of families that are really going through a difficult time. Robin's going to tell you a little bit more about that. But the reason I set this up is when you leave in just a couple of minutes, don't rush to lunch. Consider helping us pack a bag to bless someone in our local community. And you will see why it's so important after watching this video. Check it out. 
Hey, I'm not Steve Hartman, but this week I went on the road to bring you a story of doing good for a group of people that are often forgotten at Christmas time. And to be honest, I think there's probably some of us in this room who think they deserve to be forgotten. I met these sisters seven years ago through a mutual friend, and this chance meeting turned into a purposeful friendship that has changed my life. They took their mess, they turned it into a message of hope and the one who can make all things new. Take a look. So prison ministry was never on our radar at the time years ago. And we were asked by a man who led Celebrate Recovery inside for us to come speak. And at first we were like, why should we come speak? We've never been an inmate. And then as we started telling our story and the women just opened up, you could see the hardness just kind of start softening and they just started responding to us. And so then we thought, wow, we can build relationships behind that takes us to the beginning. September the 11th, 1991, I was 15 years old and Jerry was just shy of her 13th birthday is a night that our mom was murdered. A week later, our father was arrested and a year later was sentenced to life in prison at Louisiana State Penitentiary. So if you do the math, we're talking about 32 years ago. So through us going to uh, Angola to visit our dad, we realized that after five years or 10 years, relationships with families start to end. But we were not going to let that happen. We made a decision that we were gonna love our dad no matter what. And the sisters also knew that the women at Tallulah deserved to be loved no matter what. They learned through other events that they could build relationships, not just with their words, but with their actions. And that is where Bags of Blessings got started. When we've shown up with Bags of Blessings, the women are overwhelmed just through deodorant and lotion that changes their perspective. And it has given them a way to lift their head up, to know that they are thought of, that they are loved, and to realize that they are not forgotten. So since I've been working in prison ministry over the past eight years, I have seen so many lives changed. And through that, we met Lala. Um, Lala is amazing, and we would love for you to hear her story. December of 2021, I was serving Tom in Tallulah, and I was told that some ladies from a church were coming to bring us bags of blessings. It's really neat that that day I was reading in Matthew, where it talked about when you visit a prisoner in prison, you visit Jesus. What meant more to me than the bag was the lady that grabbed me in a big embrace and told me that she loved me, and more importantly, Jesus loved me no matter what. That day really changed something for me. I was filled with guilt, shame, self-condemnation, and I wanted a way out, and I knew I could have a way out. And now, Lala is living a full life. She's employed, she's a part of her church, and this year, I have the honor and privilege of being the hands and feet of Jesus, and I'm going to go back to Tallulah and share His love. Thank you, Simple Church, for partnering with us, the sisters, as we're called down in Tallulah. You do not know what your generosity is doing for these ladies. It will go above and beyond what you ever think it could do. So today, you can join us in doing good. Come fill a bag of blessings when you leave the service. Come out to the foyer. For $10, you can fill a bag with simple products that will bring hope and the good news of Jesus to the women in Tallulah this Christmas. Come on, y'all. How cool is that, right? A new tradition for you today. We have 500 bags we're trying to pack today, and you can be a part of that. $10 in 10 minutes, man, can change someone's life forever. 
and you can start that tradition today. Galatians tells us when we have the opportunity to do good to anyone, what happens? We should do it. Today is that opportunity. Don't miss it. I invite you to be a part of doing good. It's a great opportunity for you and your family. 1 Corinthians 11:2. I praise you for carefully following the traditions that I handed down to you. Some of you are in here with your kids or your grandkids. My prayer is, is that their memories of their church experience will be radically different from what I experienced. It will not be judgmental. It will not be full of condemnation. It will be full of joy. It will be full of fun. It will be full of doing good. And most importantly, it will be full of experiencing Jesus in a fresh way and sharing that Jesus with people in a community and a world that desperately need him. And this is our opportunity to do that. Not just talking about it, but doing it. My prayer is when you walk out, you will be a part of changing someone's life today like Lala. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for each and every person that is tuned in online, that is in this room. And I pray that they would be a part of what is happening today. If they want to give online and put that money towards filling bags in the future, or if they want to take their family out and enjoy this moment right now, let today be a reminder to them they are starting a new tradition a fresh start for people coming out of prison, a fresh start for us as a family to be doing good together. I love you, Jesus, and I thank you for the heart. I thank you for the traditions we've had over the years, and I can't wait to look back and see how you continue to bless us as we bless others. If there's someone that doesn't know you, like Lala was talking about, I pray that today they would simply say, Jesus, I don't understand all this religion. I don't understand church that well, but I want to know you. I want a relationship with you. And in that sincere prayer, they would say, come into my life. I know I'm a sinner, and I'm asking you to forgive me and give me a fresh start and change my life forever. And when we pray a simple prayer like that, you promise to invade our life and help us to follow you. Lord, you give us the Holy Spirit, and I pray that the Holy Spirit would lead us all together to walk out of this building and be light in the darkness, bring joy to a community that desperately needs it. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. 